Hey, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my UP podcast. We've been talking the last four weeks about becoming the person you want to be, and I want to encourage you today. You can become the person you want to be. Sometimes it takes supernatural help, but you can, because all things are possible to him who believes. Jesus said that. That's not just some self-help teacher saying that. Those are the words of Jesus Christ. Now, in the first podcast, we talked about Romana Banuelos, who was someone who actually became the person she wanted to be and how she did it. Uh, Second podcast, we talk about believing in God. The third one, believing in yourself. The fourth one, believing in your dream. The fifth one, we're going to take a little twist here and talk about beginning. Beginning. You know, sometimes we're just waiting for things to happen to us. We think, oh, if God really wants me to do this, he'll open the door. He will open the door. But sometimes, you know, we actually have to open the door ourselves. As a matter of fact, I think most of the time we actually open the door ourselves. And as we begin to push it, God helps us. And he takes our little bit of action and turns it into a miracle. Now, my father was a mechanical engineer and he was very much into science and into physics. And one of the first things he taught me as a little kid was Newton's first law of motion. And this is a really interesting principle. It goes like this. A body at rest will remain at rest unless acted upon by an outside force. Now, the body they're talking about here is not your body, although it kind of applies. But anything that's at rest will remain that way unless something pushes it. You must exert force on anything to move it from one point to another. That could be the force that comes from an engine that pushes it. That could be the force of your hand rolling the rock. But anything is going to stay the way it is until something acts upon it. And really, this is not just a principle of physics. This is a principle of faith. James 2.20 puts it this way. Faith without works is dead. Another translation says, faith without corresponding actions is dead. And what the writer here is trying to tell us is that you can believe and believe and believe for something, but if you don't take any action toward making that thing come to pass, you might get a lot of nothing. This is illustrated really well in the story in Acts 3 of the crippled man at the gate beautiful. In this story, we see an example of how faith in action begets miracles. Starts in verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately the man's feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. 
Now, I think it's really interesting here that Peter did not just say, well, I'm praying for you, brother, that Jesus will heal you. And he didn't say, you know, be healed, see ya. Instead, he knew that some kind of action was required to make this miracle a reality. And so it says he took him by the right hand. So the first action was by Peter. He reached down and took the man by the right hand and pulled him up. And then it says that immediately the man's feet and ankle bones receive strength. And then the man, he takes action. It says, so he, leaping up, stood and entered the temple with them. By this time, he was walking, leaping, and praising God. But you see, the man could have sat there forever and just said, oh, thank you so much that you're going to pray for me, you know, and one of these days maybe Jesus will make me well. He received the invitation of Peter, and then he reached up and grabbed the hand that was reaching down for him and pulled himself up, and then it says his feet and his ankle bones received the strength they needed. Action was required for this miracle to take place. And so often that's the way it is in the miracles that we need in our lives. We just got to take action. Now, there's a very similar incident recorded in the book of John, chapter 5. There was a man who sat by the pool of Bethesda. It goes like this. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he'd already been in that condition a long time, he said, Sir, do you want to be made well? Now, there was this thing going on, and we don't really understand the details of this because the scripture doesn't go into any more detail than to tell this, that there was some sort of supernatural manifestation happening that ever so often the waters would stir and begin to move and an angel of God would heal the first guy that stepped into the water. I, I can't explain it. The Bible doesn't try to explain it. It just says that's the way it was. So the scripture continues, the sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. And again, here, just as in the case of the man at the gate beautiful, Jesus knows action is required. So Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. He commanded him to take up his bed and walk. In other words, oh, I know no one will help you. So just do it. Just do it yourself. This is the way we often feel, like nobody will help us. Who will give me the break? Who will do something for me? And sometimes God's just saying, well, start doing stuff for yourself as an act of faith, and maybe a miracle will happen. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. There's your miracle. Now, I remember seeing something like this happen once when I was in Colorado. It was the western part of the state, a city called Grand Junction. It's really beautiful out there. And I remember that we'd had a, a service in a church, and I had sung, and then we'd, you know, we'd preached, and then we had called for people who wanted to be healed of something to come forward to the front of the church. And I remember going down the line and just praying for people. I came to this one woman, and I said, what do you, what do you need the Lord to do for you? Because we wanted to agree in prayer with her. And she said, well, I can't raise up my arm. She said, any higher than this. And she was holding up her arm in a perpendicular way, just kind of right beside, about shoulder height. 
And I don't know, I didn't even think. I just said, well, stick it up straight. And she went, she just pushed it up straight all the way up and she was healed. And the expression on her face was of such joy and surprise. We both just had to laugh. It was amazing. All she needed to do at that point, because Jesus was there, his power was there, God was present in the room, was take action. Take action. And some of us, that's where we are today. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And God is waiting, waiting, waiting on us. All he wants us to do is do something, anything, in faith to enable him to release his power. What I'm talking about here is overcoming passivity, a victim mentality. No one will help me. I wish God would just do something. I have noticed, as taught in Scripture, that God really responds to action. When I was first starting out in ministry, I started out as a singer, and uh, I got to a point where I really wanted a recording contract, and so I hired an agent. You kind of needed that, someone to represent you before uh, the recording companies. They would work to open the doors for you and to negotiate and kind of set up your deal. So there was a particular recording company I was interested in reaching out to called Star Song Records. And I remember that my agent said, uh, yeah, I've been meaning to reach out to them. I'm going to reach out to them, you know, and, and do something Get you, a, get you a contract if I can. So I called him back a day or two later and I said, hey, did you ever call? And I named the name of the record company exec. Did you ever call so-and-so? And he said, well, he said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to get around to doing it. And I said, call him now. I'll tell you what, I'll call you back in about 15 minutes to find out what he said. Now, I know that sounded a little rude. I have been criticized for this before. I just kind of like to do things and to push them through. And uh, But this agent was a friend and he said, okay, I'll, I'll do that. So anyway, he, he called me back before I could call him back about five minutes later and said, they said they're very interested and they want to meet with you. We're supposed to fly down to Houston, the headquarters of the recording company, and he named the time and everything. And uh, <laughs> we went down there, we negotiated, and we wound up with the record contract. But it didn't come from waiting. It didn't come from thinking maybe God would open a door sometime. It didn't come from standing around hoping someone else called us. It came from taking action. Now, as I've said, people have criticized me for being straightforward and maybe a little pushy like that before, but honestly, I'd rather be criticized for being pushy than being the guy that could never get the recording contract. Um, I remember another little incident that kind of illustrates this. Have you ever had those flight connections that are just a little too close? Well, I once had one I'll never forget. It was a snowy night and I wanted to get home. I had been somewhere back east, I think Philadelphia, and at that time we were living in Tulsa, and the connection was there in St. Louis, and there just wasn't enough time. I think it was like, you know, half hour, maybe 20, 25 minutes, and I had to go from one concourse to another and rush and rush and rush, and when I finally got to the gate for my connecting flight that would take me home, the gate was closed. There was an agent standing in front of it, and there was nothing to be done for it. 
I, I remember I rushed up to the door and I said, oh, this is my flight. And she said, I'm so sorry. They're finished boarding. And I, I said, well, this, this is a late flight and I need to get home. Is there anything we can do? And she was a nice lady, but she was standing there in front of that door that was closed that I needed to enter to get home. And she said, I am so sorry. As you can see, the door's closed. And I just said, well, open it. And she said, okay. And she opened it and let me on. I'm not kidding. I was Afterwards, I was so amused. I thought, it's like a Jedi mind trick. Remember that movie? Anyway, uh, it wasn't a Jedi mind trick. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. But it was just that when I exerted a little force on the immovable object, it moved. And why did it move? Not just because of Newton's, you know, laws of motion, because of the power of an almighty God who will command the blessing on everything we put our hand to do, just as it promises in Deuteronomy 28. If we'll have the courage to release our faith by taking action. So isn't that a blessing? I mean, sometimes all we need to do to get the door open for our life is to exert some force on it. Exert some force on the problem, and then God, in his supernatural power, does what we cannot do. He opens the door. So what I'm trying to say here is, begin. If you want to get somewhere, to become the person you want to be, just take a step. Take any step. Give God some act of faith to work with. You'll be surprised what power he can exert when we act in faith. When we begin. David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. If you'd like to help, just text GIVE to 513-296-8810 and enter the amount you'd like to sow. That's it. And thanks so much for helping us help others.